Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I have an exciting guest today. Her name is Stephanie Curradin, and she is, well, she's going to talk to us about, I guess I would use the word, it's more of a culture program today than a typical customer service experience, but everybody needs to know it's all about the culture. Without the right culture, the experience that you hope to have happen will not take place. So we're going to talk about the gap between what leadership is doing and what eventually hits the team members. We've got a lot to talk about, but first a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story that you want to share or a question that you want to ask, just go to any of the social media channels because I'm pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it, I'm there. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer the questions right there and that uh, channel or perhaps in my newsletter on this show or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, um, gosh, and even now on a great website that links up to the YouTube episodes, which is uh, beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. Do you see? It's all about being amazing. All right, it's let's brilliant. jump into our <laughs> interview today. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Chef. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited too. So as I mentioned, Stephanie Karadin, and I emphasize the ra and radin. As I look at this, I go, how do I pronounce Karadin? Is it Corden? Is it Karadin? It's Karadin. And she's the founder of Dembo, D-E-M-B-O, with 18 years of experience of working with leadership and development, uh, developing training. So you've been in the trenches for a long time. I have. I have. I started um, in the hospitality industry as a whole in restaurants um, when I was only 16. I was a server and I moved on to hotels and I've been just in hospitality since then. And it's been a while. <laughs> and so this is what I love. You've got the hospitality mentality. Oh, and yes. So many uh, companies ask me, what is the biggest trait if you can find one trait that would be um, you know, ind- indicative of somebody doing a great job and whether it's customer service and support directly with the customer. But uh, I would say it's that hospitality mentality. And I'll go a step further that Mr. Jim Bush, who since retired, he was the senior VP worldwide of customer service for American Express. Mm-hmm. He said if he had a choice when he was hiring people for his support center of somebody that had 10 years of customer support experience working at a company, knowing how to flip screens and talk to customers on the phone, or if he had somebody that worked in a hotel, he'd hire the person who worked in the hotel. He yes. could train people to flip screens and, and answer their questions the right way. But that hospitality mentality. Definitely. Um, I once had a senior VP pull me aside and tell me, Stephanie, 
training is one thing because you can teach people how to work a computer, how to fix beds and all that. But how do you teach somebody how to smile? You know, how do you teach somebody how to put a smile on their face and be excited to welcome someone? So I agree. Like, I would definitely hire somebody with that hospitality mentality. All right. So I'm going to the first question. How do you teach somebody to smile? (laughs) (laughs) I want your answer. So I think it's a long process to actually teach someone how to smile. I think in, in and it's a metaphorical to, smile. It's not right? just, yes, big, it's, uh, you know, me- it's a like metaphorical smile. Opening up, right? towards, you know, it's, <laughs> it's metaphorical as well. Yes. And that's what um, I think I go into a lot is the mental wellness of team members. And I think that's where it's, it starts. Teaching someone how to smile starts with, having them feel comfortable in their skin, having them feel like they are in a place where they can take ownership. They'll smile. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I I think, you know, it's one thing to have confidence in yourself, but when you get Mm -hmm. to work in a new environment, it, Mm it it won't take much to erode that confidence if the experience internally is managed the wrong way, which Mm -hmm. uh, let's get into uh, really an important concept, uh, identifying customer service skills at a leadership level. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think may, I've got this comment here, identifying your own customer service skills as a leader. So I believe uh-huh. that that means you're focusing on your internal customer. Yes, that means you're focused on leaders inside the place need to focus on their internal customers before they even focus on the external guests. The external guests are 100% important, but the people that are going to be providing that service to those guests are also our guests. And we need to make sure that they are being served properly, Mm, even before we send them out. Yeah. And by the way, I love your use of the word guest, which comes from your hospitality background, but there are many (laughs) businesses today that are referring to what would be traditionally called a customer in a company as a guest. All you need to do, one of the great uh, car manufacturers out there, Lexus, refers to their customers as guests. And as part of their credo, they even talk about how uh, they look at, um, how would you, I can't use the exact words because I, I mean, I, I don't work mm-hmm. for Lexus and <laughs> I, I'm going back on memory, but basically it's like treat the customer like they're a guest in your own home. And yes. that's a pretty good place to start. But yes. let's go to the concept of the leadership. You need to treat your employees, your internal customers, the way you want your customer, guests, or members, or clients, whatever you want to call them, treated. Because what's happening on the inside is felt on the outside. Exactly. Definitely. And it, it, a lot of times we, and again, because I'm, I have a hospitality background, I tend to go back to hotels a lot. But in hotels, we tend to, if the person is an experienced um, team member, send them out. They know what to do. It, but without taking a breath and finding out what they need from us as leaders, we're sending them out and they're not being able to find out what their guests need yep. from them because you're not they're equipping just modeling. them with the, exactly. with the right they're just uh, modeling. tools, content or information, whatever. So if, if that's a gap, what do you suggest that a company or a leadership do to make sure that that doesn't happen? So the first and foremost is the leader needs to understand their leadership style. 
they need to know how they lead so that they can address and tweak the way they're leading towards their team member. The other part of that is having, and I know we're all busy, we're all running around, but having that conversation with your team, understanding what they need from you, asking them straight up, what is it that I can do to help you move further into your um, career or into this position? How can I help you to the next step? In your How can position? I help you be more successful? Is what you're in asking. your position exactly? Yep. And so, um, what happens when you do that is your team member looks at you like, "Oh wow, they really care about me." Most of the time, at least, and that opens up a, t- a, a door to trust. You know, they feel like they can come talk to you if their kid is sick if they're going through something. And that's where the loyalty begins. When you get them to trust you and the loyalty is two ways, then, oh man, your customer service soars. So two things, two things, Mm -hmm. two questions, comments, whatever. The first Mm -hmm. is I want to go to what you just said, getting to know and understand the why behind the behavior of an employee is really Mm -hmm. important. We had somebody here, I actually wrote a book titled The Be Amazing or Go Home. Based on something I told one of my employees, I said, (laughs) look, do you think you're acting very amazing? She was coming in late every single day. Uh And she said, no. I go, well, you have a choice. You need to be amazing or go home. Or go home. You should write that book. (laughs) It turned into a TV show too. But uh, the the point is, I didn't know why she was being late. And I I said, I need to understand, before we go any further, what's causing this? Because this is so not like you. I've I've, I said, hey, you know, you're, you've been late a few times, but I didn't ask why. It was just an observation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even said, you know, you represent me as my assistant. Um, I think, you know, we need to set set the bar based on on mm-hmm. my expectation of being on time, not what yours is. And mm-hmm. I was real nice about it. And then after it, it kept going on, I said, let's talk about what's causing this. And when I understood, I totally empathized with her. As a matter of fact, I suggested at a certain point that she considered whether this was the right job for her because of things mm-hmm. that were happening. She had to move far, far away. She was originally two miles from the office, mm-hmm. five minute drive. All of a sudden she's an hour plus away exactly. and struggling to get there earlier and struggling when she gets home late. And by the way, she may not have left here late, but with traffic and everything, she got home yep. and dinner was already being served. You know, yep. So, yep. so when I understood that, I even said, here's what we'll do. You need to decide if this is right for you. I will help you find something. So why don't we do this? If, if, if you want to leave, just tell me. But if you don't want to leave, we need to fix this and we need to make mm-hmm. it work. And she fixed it, but ultimately mm-hmm. she wasn't happy. And mm-hmm. we, you know, I said, you find a job. I'll find somebody. Hopefully the, we'll meet at just the right time. Right. Yeah. And uh, my goal was not to just say, let me find somebody and then you're gone. It's let me yeah. give you a chance. It, it mm-hmm. worked out real well. And I know I'm, I'm playing with that. The other thing I want to talk about, and we're only mm-hmm. going to spend a couple of minutes on this because then I want to take a break. Mm-hmm. You said something a few minutes ago. You said that leadership needs to understand how to communicate with their employees. Yes. Very important, right? Yes. But as a leader, most of them think, no, my employees need to adapt to me. Yeah. And now for those that can't see what I'm seeing, because we record this on video. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stephanie is shaking her head. No. No. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not how it works because they are looking up to you and they need to be able to trust you. You need to be able to trust them too. That's very important as well. But the trust has to start with you because you are the one leading. 
you are the one everybody's looking up to. So you have to find ways to communicate. And that's why I started with the leadership style, because understanding how you lead makes it so much simpler for you to go through the other steps of, of leading another a team or just one person for that matter. You right. Know? So we like to talk about practicing adaptability. So if mm-hmm. I am, I'm just going to make this up. Uh, I'm a very social person as, as far as my demeanor in the uh, my business environment. If you look at a DISC profile, many of the people listening know what DISC is. D mm-hmm. is for your dominance. If you're a leader or if you'd rather be working for someone else, okay? Mm-hmm. I own my own company, been doing my own thing for mm-hmm. decades now. <laughs> I'm probably a fairly high D on that. D. But then there's that sociability. Am I a good salesperson or am I more introverted? I am off mm-hmm. the charge on the S. Okay. Or the, the influencer on <laughs> the sales side. Okay. Uh-huh. S is in, in C are more Sorry about, about compliance and mm-hmm. adaptability. But the point is those top two are my main traits. And uh, I know that I have to practice adaptability when I communicate with others. But when it comes to employees, I think it's important as a team member to be able to keep everyone in mind. I mean, as a leader, to keep everyone mm-hmm. in mind, the team, mm-hmm. to understand how they like to be communicated with. But mm-hmm. in a one-on-one situation, If there's a real problem between an employee and the leader has to step in, it's time for the employee to adapt to the leader style because now it's mano a mano for lack of a better term. uh, And it's a problem. It's not about me communicating, making you feel good. It's about, Hey, you need to uh, talk to me in my terms as to Mm -hmm. why I should keep you, why you should stay on. Yes. Yes. And this is when it's already escalated. And this is when we're getting to the point where, you know, a separation is probably going to be made. Right. Where it's potentially going to be. made. Yeah, it's potentially, you know, you're you're upset. You know, at this point, you're upset because you probably tried to tell them in their language or their communication. And it wasn't working several times and it wasn't working. So now you need to tell me how do I need to talk to you so that you can understand me, which yes, definitely. Right. Okay. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And let's take a short break. And when we come mm-hmm. back, I want to talk about empowerment. Very important concept yes. when it comes to creating an organization that trusts and uh, we'll go from there. So yes. we will be right back. We're talking with Stephanie Caradden and she is the founder of Dembo and we are taking a short break. So don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book. I'll be back. How to get customers to come back again and again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll be back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back. It's Amazing Business Radio. And you know, we've been talking with Stephanie Caradden and we've been talking about something really, really important, which is what's happening on the inside of the organization and the leadership style. What I want to talk about now is something that everybody says, oh, I want my people to be empowered. I don't know if empower is an overused statement, but let me get your definition of what employee empowerment is. 
So I will first and foremost say, even I think it's an overused statement, um, but my definition of employee empowerment is really simple. It's providing your team members with the tools, the training, the um, opportunities that they need to do their job and do their job well. One of the examples that I always um, use is as a front desk agent, for example, um, if the front desk agent cannot credit for more than $25 in, in a hotel where the rooms are $500 per night, that's a problem. They are going to shrink sometimes because they're going to feel like something that they can clearly see needs a comp and they cannot provide it. They have to go wait and call somebody else. While this person might be very upset and doesn't want to wait, they have to stop what they're doing because they don't have the um, authority to just make a decision right then and there. So that's how I see employee empowerment. Mm, I like that. Uh, we have an example we like to use called one to say yes and two to say no. And what we do is encourage people to figure out the way to take care of that customer and do it with the idea that there's some, some guidelines. Uh, mm -hmm. Number one, it shouldn't be illegal. It shouldn't be immoral. It shouldn't uh, negatively impact dollars and cents at the bottom line. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you can look at those three statements and say, okay, why shouldn't I do this? Maybe it's because we don't want to set a precedent that this is a one-off. I get mm -hmm. that. It, so you need to just clarify what it's about, but mm -hmm. those are the reasons. And then we say to our employees, go do this and then come back and tell me what you did afterward. And if, exactly. if because I want to be able to learn what you did so I can share it with others, I want to tell you how it could be done differently next time, teach you yes, so yes. that you have it. But once, if you've done it and I say it was okay, you now have permission to do it again and again and again. Yes. Okay? yes. And, but when I say, I say it's okay. When you do something you've not done before, and I give you the opportunity to do that, I've empowered you to do it. I want to learn. And when we can come to agreement that that was a great thing that you did, everything needs, everybody needs to be taught what that great thing is. Definitely. Yeah. I and by the way, and if there agree. needs work on it, we do a really cool exercise called, you know, I, I always say, I call it, what would Mike say? Because Mike was the first CEO of a company that we did this for. We were in mm -hmm. front of, I'm going to guess it's 280, 300 people all working frontline, customer support, sales, mm -hmm. that type of thing, inside, all inside the company. And we broke up into groups and uh, Mike is his name. And Mike and I mm -hmm. came up with the most far-fetched problems that they've had over the years, the, like the mm -hmm. most difficult ones. Mm -hmm. And some of people who've been around might remember them. The, what we did is we put it up on the big screen for everybody to see what the problem was and read it. Mm -hmm. And then we said, you've got three minutes to work in your teams and figure out how would you handle this if you were the owner of the company what would mike do what would mike mm -hmm. say? okay and so and then mike and i were sitting up in front of everybody and uh, i facilitated going around mm -hmm. the different tables and letting the team leader at each table share what they thought mike would do and then mm -hmm. mike got to give his two cents worth and mm -hmm. you know nobody had any wrong answers and no. yet some of the answers were completely different of course, of course, because we think differently. We approach things differently depending on our backgrounds and our cultures. We, and then all of a sudden at the end, we're getting almost the same results. And sometimes we have to put that in play. Yeah. So what would be your best suggestion on how to train and make people feel empowered and comfortable being sure. empowered? Because I think the comfort level is real high. We don't want yes. people to be afraid to try anything. 
Exactly. And so we encourage, we encourage people to try new things. Um, obviously, like you said, within boundaries, within limits, we can't just let people run crazy and, you know, do all kinds of things if it's going to hurt the bottom line. But within boundaries, we set up boundaries. We tell them, you know, this is how much you can go over. This is what you can do and how you can do it. But then we let them run, you know, um, I, I always forget who said this, but it's kind of like the fail fast, fail forward right. type thing, right? So you let them go and fail fast and fail forward and let them know it's okay. Don't, as soon as the first person makes a mistake or does something wrong that you wouldn't have to, don't, you know, go crazy on them for lack of a better <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, just basically I mean, say, yeah. you know, hey, I, I let me share with you a different approach to this. Exactly. And let's make you this know? a great teaching opportunity. And by the way, would you mind at our next meeting, I want to talk about how you did what you did and then the tweak we need to do to make exactly. it. Because I think everybody should learn. And they all, they, all of a sudden they feel their mistake is, wow, you're going to, you're going to use this as an, and it's as not, a teachable. I'm not yes. going to make you look bad. No, it's, it's, everybody needs to know this. Yes. I once worked in a place as an employee relations manager. And when I would approach somebody about something, you know, whatever it may be. And, and I, and this was like, I worked there for, as a consultant for like maybe six months. So I didn't get to be there a lot, but at the, in the first month that I was there, a lot of times I got the answer that, oh, they're a manager. So if I say something, then, you know, it could come back and bite me. And I had to go back to the CEO and say, this is the problem. We have a cultural problem where people are afraid to speak up because mm -hmm. they're afraid they're going to get punished if they do something wrong or if they say something that may be viewed as them talking about, you know, the manager or saying something negative about the manager. And we have to put them at ease to where, yeah, if you feel that there's something that happened that you would like to speak to an employee relations manager about, not only is it probably going to be confident, confidential, but also it's okay. And we can explain maybe why the manager did what they did. It probably wasn't something that they did wrong. It's just that this is what they had to do. And this is why they did it this way, you know, but if we can't talk about it, then nobody knows. And everybody's staying in their little corner, being all upset and, you know, fearful in some cases. So they won't try to do anything different. Yep. In, that in the military, uh, specifically the air force, when the, mm -hmm. the planes land, uh, and everybody goes in to debrief the mission, um, you take off your stripes and your stars because you go in there as an equal to debrief. Oh, wow. And understand. That's pretty cool. I know that's an oversimplification of the yeah. process, uh, but uh, that's a real important piece of it is that you can't mm -hmm. be um, stymied by the rank of somebody that's normally higher than you. Exactly. You need to come in and say, this is what happened. And and by the way, that doesn't mean you get to berate somebody no. because they become your equal. No, it's you talk to people as if you're an equal to them, not uh, above or below them. And that's, exactly. that's such a powerful concept. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know I've shared this on the, the show before, but my example of the most unempowered situation I've ever seen is I was at a resort on vacation with my wife, ran into a couple the night before uh, we, we saw them one night. Next day, let's have breakfast. We get to the restaurant. All the tables are filled except for two tables. Or actually, there was a row of tables, but they were all for two people. Mm -hmm. And all we had to do is push the two tables together to make a table of four. four. And we asked the person who would seat us if we could do that because she's going to seat us next to each other anyway. And she had to go ask her manager 
if that was okay to do. And that's exactly what I talk about. <laughs> but it gets better than that. This story gets better or worse, depending on how you look at it. Because we decided to meet the next morning for breakfast. And the exact same scenario was there. The same person who was going to seat us. And we asked, hey, like yesterday, can we push the tables together? Hold on. I have to check. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what I thought. Oh, my goodness. And I thought, I now have the best example of an of oh, yes, unempowered definitely. employee. And maybe it's due to the management, the culture. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what. But uh, no doubt about it. Well, um, I think you've you've done a great job of sharing the importance of empowerment. And by the way, that Mm -hmm. idea of one to say yes, two to say no is it's easy to say yes. But if you can't say yes, that's when you go back and talk to your manager. Yeah, I don't know what to do. They help you understand what to do, what to do for the next time. Definitely. There you go. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. So we're going to wrap it up with the favorite final question. And that is what last nugget of information, that one final piece of insight can we learn from Stephanie Corrin? So as I always like to say, Shep, my mental health counseling background is always there. So what I always say that one nugget is to make sure going into a place, either as a leader or as an employee, know yourself, know what you're looking for, be clear about who you are and how you work. And that makes a world of a difference. Great insight. Great insight from Stephanie Credden, the founder of Dembo. And we can find you at DemboInc.com. DemboInc.com. D-E-M-B-O Inc.com. Stephanie, thanks. On all those social medias. All the social media. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find (laughs) Stephanie there and you might find me right near her. Yes. (laughs) We're we're all over it. We're all over it. So thanks so much for being on the show. Really thanks appreciate it. Thanks so much you. for having me, Shep. I appreciate it. And I had a good time with you. Thank you. Me too. Hey, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We'll be back next week with another interview. So I hope you come back. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.